understand all the ways that God would lead us to that blessed promised land. But he'll guide us with his eye and we'll follow till we die. We will understand it better by and by. By and by, when the morning comes, when the saints of God are gathered home, we will tell the story how we've overcome. We will understand it better. Cherished plans have failed, disappointments have prevailed, and we've wandered in the darkness, heavy hearted and alone. But we're trusting in the Lord and according to His word. We will understand it better. We will understand it better by and by. We will understand it better by and by. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on high. stand by faith on heaven's table land a higher plane than I have found Lord plant my feet on higher ground I want to scale the utmost height and catch a gleam of glory bright but still I'll pray till heaven I found. Lord, lead me on to higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. A higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground, higher ground, higher ground, higher ground. Alan Klein, accompanied by Vance Music Director, Miss Debbie Briding. Scripture today from the Newer Testament is from Matthew, the 22nd chapter, starting at the 15th verse. Pharisees are still acting up, and Jesus is still trying to get them to come along. 
Um, then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap Jesus in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him, along with Herodias, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with the truth, and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us, then, what you think, is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? Now remember... 17 days, there's an election, so pay attention. But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And he said to them, Whose head is this, and whose title? And they answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and give to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed. And they left him and went away. Now, Moses, as we know, we've been looking at, today has a little face-to-face chat with God, and God is ready to give up on the people of Israel. And once again, Moses talks God out of giving up on them. And there's a strange exchange, and then Moses asks to see God's glory. Now, we're going to talk about glory today. Understand that that's a noun. We're going to talk about glory. We're not going to talk about glorifying God. We're going to talk about God's glory. There is a difference, okay? So, in the 33rd chapter of Exodus, we pick up here. Moses said to the Lord, See, you have said to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now if I have found favor in your sight, show me your ways, so that I may know you and find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence will not go, do not carry us from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight? I and your people, unless you go with us. In this way we shall be distinct, and I and your people from every people on the face of the earth. The Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, Show me your glory, I pray. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you the name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. But, the Lord said, you cannot see my face for no one shall see me and live. And the Lord continued, See, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock, 
And while my glory passes by, I will put you on the cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back. But my face shall not be seen. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want to spend just a titch of time this morning talking about auto for two reasons. One, Otto is amusing, and I think you should know about him. And also, hopefully, Otto will give us an example of what I want to talk about today. Now, in case you haven't heard, Otto is a six-month-old octopus who lives in an aquarium in Germany. And at six months old, Otto is already getting himself in trouble with the folks at the aquarium. They started by teaching him how to play chess. And Otto played chess for a while, and then he got bored, and he took the chessboard and threw it out of his aquarium because he was tired of that. And once Otto was bored with chess, then he started to find other creatures in his environment, like crabs and clams, and he would juggle them. So Otto was juggling the other creatures in the aquarium, and his handlers were very annoyed with him, and he didn't seem to care. And they're thinking, what are we going to do with Otto? He's a real troublemaker. But they had no idea what was to come, because they put a spotlight on Otto to shine him, shine on him, because he was becoming famous for being such a havoc wreaker, and apparently it annoyed Otto. And he climbed to the top of his aquarium, and he squirted water at the light until it shorted out. And he didn't just short out the light, but for three days in a row, Otto would climb to the top of his container, which was like, I don't know, 20,000 gallon container or something ridiculous like that. And he would climb to the top of it and he would short out that light. He did it three days in a row and apparently in shorting out the light, he shorted out all the electricity for the entire aquarium. And they couldn't quite figure out what was happening until they re-ran the night time security cameras and discovered that it was all Otto's fault. But see, don't be too hard on Otto because bright light is overwhelming. He didn't like the light. He wanted to do something to stop the light, to hide his eyes, to shade him and his partners in crime from the bright light. And we know this on some level. I mean, what's the, the stereotypical thing that we do to gain a confession from a prisoner? We shine a light in their eye. We can't abide bright light like that. And 
yet here today we talk about the glory of God. And everywhere in scripture, the glory of God is related to such a bright light that people have to turn away from it. Famously, Isaiah 60, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God has risen upon you. Right? In the nativity scene, angels appear to shepherds. It says, And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around. And what? They were terrified. The light was something they could not abide. Ezekiel sees a vision of the Lord. And the Lord appears in the brightness of light and fire. Ezekiel is so awestruck that he falls on his face in the midst of the glory of God. There are, there are, I would suggest to you, very few times when we as individuals actually fall on our face in the midst of the glory of God. Seldom do we see light like that in front of us. Seldom do we see God reveal God's self in that way to us. And yet, almost all of us want exactly what Moses is looking for in this text. Almost all of us want to know God more fully. In today's text, Moses is almost pleading, I want to know you better. I want to know you more fully. And even Moses, who is the one who has found favor with God, the one whom God calls by name, the one whom God talks to as if talking to a friend, wants to know God more fully. And Moses asked the dangerous question, Show me your glory, Lord. glory of God is a dangerous thing. It's, it's God's holiness in its purest form. God relents to Moses and says, I will make all my goodness pass in front of you. Glory is one of the characteristics of God. Goodness in this text. The name of the Lord, which is virtually unknown and certainly unpronounceable. Mercy and love are all part of God's glory. But so is holiness. There is something about God being God that is so great that we can hardly grasp it. And we certainly can't look upon it. 
God says, I'll let you see me. I'll let you see my glory. I'll let you know me. But you can't see my face. There's still something that I can't reveal to you, Moses, because I am God. And it will be too much for you, human creature. See, glory is related to revelation. Not the book at the end of the Bible, but revelation as in God revealing God's self to us. God letting us know who God is. Right? Alan, Handel. And the glory, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Yes, be revealed. That's what Handel tells us. By the way, we're not doing Handel's Messiah this year, which means you can especially invite all your friends and family to Handel's Messiah here at Vance in 2021. Look forward to seeing you. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Glory and revelation are related to each other. You know more about God's glory than you think you do. The word in Greek, you know. If I say to you, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, you know that is the... Debbie, play it. Play it. She's sleeping. She can't. Yes. No. I want you to play... I want you to play the doxology. (laughs) Praise God from whom all blessings flow, right? Yes. There you go. Oh, look, you have fans. So nice. That's called the what? Doxa, doxology, praise and glory, right? The do- See, you know more about this than you know. And doxa is kind of judgment. An opinion, yes, because when God's holiness is compared to us, there is a sense of God's judgment involved in that. We will never be as holy as God. But doxa glory is also about good reputation and honor. To, in a sense, Moses is saying to God, Show us your glory. Show us your honor. Show us what is honorable about you. Now, God, we know, is self-limiting in God's revelation. God's intimacy and accessibility, because they're due to God's holiness, 
can't be fully revealed to us. It's why Moses only gets to see God's back, not God's face. Theological terms for this are transcendence and imminence. Transcendence is God has to be somewhere beyond us because that is who God is. But eminence is what Moses also experiences with God, where God and Moses do talk, it says in the text, face to face, as if talking friend to friend. Did you ever consider the fact that there's similar tension in the way theologically we understand Jesus the Christ? The one who is so awesome, the one who will come again. And the man, Jesus of Nazareth. Whom we read story after story after story about And those who opposed him because they hardly found him holy or awesome or honorable. Well, he certainly wasn't honored, that's for sure. You heard all the language in this Exodus text, right? About light and glory and knowledge of God, the face of the one unnameable. Second Corinthians four six says this for it is God who said Let light shine out of darkness. God who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Moses could not see God revealed revealed fully. not see God's face. But we can see the face of God because it is revealed to us in Christ Jesus. Jesus is the one who came to us in this world to reveal God's glory so that we might know God more fully, know God better, know God as if friend is talking to friend. Jesus is the one who makes that happen for us. All glory and honor to God. Amen.